evil. Destroy the seed of evil. Or it will grow up. Destroy the seed of evil or it will grow up to your ruin. Well, pretty, that was pretty heavy. Okay, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks as we look to your word, Father God. We're excited, Father God, that you've given us your word to live by, to work with. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, for also your Holy Spirit. And, Father God, we thank you, Lord, that as your Holy Spirit resides within each and every one of us, each and every one of us will get a greater revelation of what the Word says to us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. The biggest potential enemy in life, besides your own wrong thinking and the devil, is the environment in which you live. It is a fact that your environment tends to affect you and the way you think. This is why it is vital for you to understand that the environment that surrounds you is very important. Okay. We must be aware of our workplace, our friends, and our living conditions can influence us more than we possibly think. Anytime something changes in our environment, such as a new job, a new home, a new location, or even a new school, we will face new challenges to our faith. Joseph and Daniel illustrate how to live when we leave what is familiar to us and encounter new situations. Both these two young men knew God, but were, both were held in captivity. Okay, so let's look at Joseph for a moment. Let's go to the book of, where are you going to find Joseph at? Nobody's read Genesis yet. <laughs> okay, it's in Genesis. So well, let's go to Genesis chapter 37. We're looking at Joseph for a moment here. We're just going to look at a, a few verses about Joseph. And Joseph, and Joseph, and Jack. <laughs> In Exodus, ex, what am I doing here? Genesis 37. I've got, I wrote down Exodus. That's great. <laughs> um, Exodus, Exodus, Genesis, let, we'll get it straight. 37, chapter 37, looking at verse uh, 28, uh, Joseph is going, has gone out to uh, do his father's bidding to check on or bring some stuff to his elder brothers. And in verse 28, uh, they had already captured him. And there were past the Mennonites, mer merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit. So they already threw him in a hole. And sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph to Egypt. So here we go. Joseph, Joseph is going into a new environment. Okay. Now, uh, chapter 39. 
he goes to Potter, they, they sell, he goes to Potiphar's house, and he's placed in position, and Potiphar's wife sees that this young man is uh, desirable, so she chases after him, and uh, he refuses. He wants to remain pure, and so she tells her husband, he attacked me, and we see here in uh, chapter 39, verse 20, and Joseph's master and took him and put him into prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and there he was in the prison. So another situation, he's uh, thrown, it, thrown in the pit, he's sold into uh, slavery, does a great job for Potiphar, but the wife uh, has different intentions, and uh, she lies about him, and so now he's a prisoner. Wow. Bad news. Chapter 41. Of course, uh, Joseph interprets some dreams for the cook and the uh, wine taster. And one loses his head, the other one gets his job back. And we see here in uh, Genesis chapter 41, verse 40, Thou shalt be over the house, and according uh, to thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than you. Here's the Pharaoh talking to Joseph. I'm only going to be greater than you just in name, but you're going to control everything. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over the land of Egypt. Wow. That's something else. Something was different about Joseph. And now I want us to turn to the book of Exodus. Uh, chapter 19. For a moment, just to show you what was the difference. That's Exodus chapter 19, looking at verse 5. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice, indeed, keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for the earth is mine. So Joseph was a peculiar treasure because he kept the word. You can be a peculiar treasure unto the Lord if you keep his word. Glory to God. And one other one, other one we want to look at. Uh, go to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 14 this time. Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy, chapter 14, we're going to see the same statement made. Deuteronomy chapter 14, looking at verse 2. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God, and the Lord has chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself, above all the nations that are upon the earth. So, peculiar. Peculiar. Okay. The dictionary for peculiar means distinctive. Exclusive. Unique, special, privileged, and on the negative side, strange. So we usually think when we say peculiar, 
that person's strange. But his, what God says is different. You're distinctive. You're exclusive. You're unique. Glory to God. You're special. So we are peculiar people. All right. Now let's go to all the way, uh, not all the way, but uh, further into the Old Testament. Uh, you'll find the book of Daniel right after the book of Ezekiel. That's Daniel chapter 1 this time. Daniel chapter 1. We're going to look at Daniel. We looked at uh, Joseph there, but we're going to look at Daniel uh, a, little, a little bit more in depth. Daniel chapter 1. Beginning in verse 3. That's Daniel chapter 1, verse 3. And the king spake unto Aspen, the master of the eunuchs, and he, that he should bring, the certain, bring certain of the children of Israel, of the king's seed and princes, children whom there was no blemish, but well favored, skillful in wisdom, cunning in knowledge, and understanding science, and such as held, had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learnings and the tongue of the Chaldeans. Wow. And the king uh, appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he, he drank, so nourishing them for three years, and at the end, of, uh, end thereof they might stand before the king. Now among them were the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Meshal, and Azariah, unto whom the princes of the eunuchs gave names, for he gave Daniel the name of Belshazzar, to Hannah, Shadrach, Mishael, uh, Meshach, Azariah, Abednego. Wow. Um, Daniel and his three friends were carried off into captivity. Uh, these three men had grown up in Jerusalem. Um, glory to God. Uh, they're good little Jewish boys. They were constantly reminded about, about God through his word and his worship in the temple. Okay? Now, instead of being surrounded uh, in a culture that supported wa them walking with God, they found themselves in a pagan nation surrounded with pagan practices and pagan people. Okay? Uh, in fact, Daniel and three, his three friends, you notice what he said? We just read it. Daniel's three friends were enrolled in the Babylonian State University. Uh, they had full scholarship programs. For some of you, you'll understand where I'm going now. Their parents were not there. Their pastor was not there. Uh, they were all in a new location. Uh, no one was watching them or their actions except the pagan scholars. Some teachers are going to watch them, okay? Uh, the opportunity for temptations is afforded to them, but they remembered that God was with them. Thank you, Lord. Okay? Uh, Daniel's name means God is my judge. Hananiah means Jehovah is gracious. Mishael means who is like God. Azariah means helped of Jehovah. So we re read that the Babylonians gave them new names to fit their it fit into their pagan culture, okay? D Daniel's name became Belshazzar, which the meaning is uh, uh, Bel will protect, or Belshazzar will protect. 
It's a, ba a Babylonian god. Haniah became Shadrach, meaning commanded of Aku, which is the moon god, their moon god. Mishael became Meshach, meaning who is like Aku. Again, that same moon god. Azariah became Abednego, meaning servant of Nebo, another Babylonian god. Now, do you see the challenge that uh, Daniel and the three Hebrew children had or facing? Uh, they're in a new culture, and they were expected to perform because they were learning new stuff. They had to make a choice, walk with God in a strange land or compromise and conform to the worldly, uh, worldly godless society into which they were uh, put in. They had to stand out. They had to be peculiar. And if you're looking for a title, peculiar. Okay. Uh, please note, just because your environment and circumstances have changed, doesn't mean God has changed. Okay. We all have to, if you're new, looking at a new job, God hasn't changed. He's going to work. In fact, I, let me give you a testimony. I've just heard this morning an individual, um, uh, a young man had a family of four. They're expecting the fifth one. And he had a vision and for a company. And so he, he says, okay, if this is the Lord. So he went out. And in order to have this type of company, you have to be uh, licensed through the state. So he took the, took the state license, passed it. The first month of his new job, he made $100,000. He is now, he had, four, he had four trucks, I think it was, I remember if it correctly, four trucks. And he was looking to expand. First month, he followed God's vision. Some of you need to follow God's vision. Take that step out. The waters might be deep, but like the one song we, we sang, hey, dive in. Dive into the river. That's the only way you're going to get things. All right? Uh, okay. Uh, again, uh, just because your environment or circumstance have changed doesn't mean that God has changed. Okay? Don't be fooled by deception or fake news. There is a bias and abuse that leads to distortion and, and the effects are sweeping and destructive. That's fake news, okay? Don't be fooled by deception. Uh, Daniel and three Hebrew children resolve not to be defiled. Okay, that's, we read, oh, well, well, let's go there. Let's go to verse 5, uh, back to Daniel chapter 1, verse 5. And the king appointed them daily provisions for the king's meat and the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years that at the end there they might stand before the king. So the king says, okay, you're going to eat my food. He talked to all those people that you're going to eat my food, you're going to drink my wine, and, and then after three years you're going to come before me. Okay. Now among them, were, we've just read that, verse 7, and whom the princes, and, okay, we read that. Let's go to verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested the, uh, of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not be defiled himself. 
And that went along with the other three boys. Okay. Uh, why doesn't he eat the king's meat? They're in a pagan society. And what do we know about the Jews with meat? It's unclean. It's got to be kosher. And the, the pagans aren't going to do that, so they're not going to eat any meat. Give us vegetables. Okay. Now, what about the drink? So you can't drink this. Okay. If you, if you look up or look up a little bit of history, um, the pagans would take their, their wine and pour it out to, to their idols. So it was consecrated to the idols. So he couldn't drink the wine because it was concentrated to the idols. Uh, keep your hand there, and let's look at, uh, we'll see that in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. First Corinthians chapter 10, looking at verse, beginning with verse 27. You know, we'll go two verses, 28. Okay, first, 27. If any, if any of them that, that believe not bid you a, to a feast that ye, and ye be disposed to go, whatsoever is set before you, eat, ask no questions or, for conscience. But if any man say unto you, this is, offer, this is offered in sacrifice unto idols, eat not for his sake, and show it for the conscience' sake, for the earth is the Lord's. Okay, so you just see that it was offered to idols, so don't even bother with it, okay? They were, these boys were peculiar. They were, to the Babylonians, they were strange. But God said they were, what? Special. Do people look at you like you're strange? Some of you say, well, yeah, that person's a little bit strange. I mean, they talk about Jesus and say, are you born again? <laughs> Have you met Jesus yet? I mean, that's strange. Yeah. Okay. Those that are continuing in school will experience a cultural brainwashing. You'll be challenged to abandon your Christian beliefs to become like everybody else. Don't give in. Uh, determine not to conform. Uh, Romans 12, 2 says we're not to conform to this world. The decisions you make over the next few years will greatly impact the rest of your lives. Choose wisely. Choose life that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Resist and reject to conform to this world system. Be peculiar as God sees you. Truth. What is truth? The Babylonians sought to educate Daniel and his friends in their history and their culture. Wow, for three years they were going to go through all this training. Okay. Let me say, education, you know, you're going to, those are the 
we've gone through school. Some of us have gone through school. Some of us didn't do so well, but others are going through school. They're, they're, they're doing well. Education is not bad or it's not evil. It's important to learn. Thank you for all the amens out there. I'm just you scholars out there. But as we learn, we need wisdom to sort out the truth from opinions. Okay? Daniel and his friends were being challenged to accept the pagan's view on life. Let me read that again. Daniel and his friends were being challenged to accept the pagan's view on life. Now the key is, you must master the material that is given to you in school, but never let it master you. Let me say that again. You must master the materials given to you. Otherwise, you've got to know the material to pass, but don't let that material be con your control. Because you know, that's a bunch of, a lot of it's a bunch of hokey stuff. Okay? The world system is trying to get you to adopt to their view of understanding of what is truth. And they've got a warped sense of truth. Okay? Uh, the temptation that will, that will confront you that are continuing education is being intelligently sophisticated. Oh, he's sophisticated. Look what they've got, what they learned. That's the temptation. A lot of these kids go. They, they get in school. I'm, I'm doing the best. I'm being sophisticated in that area. It's not. When you get sophisticated, that means you've already conformed to the world's opinion. Okay? Uh, you'll be they will be pressured to conform. Uh, do not determine what is right based on cultural norms. Okay? Your foundation is the absolutes found in God's word. Okay? Bottom line, it doesn't matter what others say. Ultimately, what really matters is what God says. Amen? Glory to God. We're going to get out of here soon. Identity. Who are you? Who are you? Your identity is a, is a key issue. Joseph always kept and honored God. Jo Joseph always kept and honored God. Daniel and three, three Hebrew children knew who they were in God's kingdom. We must know who we are in Christ Jesus. What we have been given, the power, the strength, and abilities. We need to know that. I don't care if you're going on to school or just sitting here. A job. You need to know this. Let's go to the New Testament for a moment here and find 2 Corinthians. This should be highlighted. If it's not highlighted, you need to highlight it and make sure you know this one. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. This is what you need to know. This is what we all need to know. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, looking at verse 17. Therefore, if any man or woman be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become anew. Glory to God. Old things are passed away. Don't let the old past things drag you down. It's the old man. It, it, it keeps you in the mully grubbies. Uh, back up. 
a book or two and find the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8 this time. Romans chapter 8. And Romans chapter 8. Look at verse 17. Romans chapter 8, verse 17. This is you. This is me. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God. You're an heir of God. Hallow That's peculiar. That's peculiar. And join heirs with Christ. That's even more peculiar. You're a joint heir. Whatever Jesus has, you've got. Amen. Oh, we got to hold on. Get a hold of this stuff. Let's go to uh, the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 12. Uh, some of these... Most of these scriptures are familiar to us, but we need to look at them. That's Revelation chapter 12. We need to know this. Verse 11, Revelation 12, 11. I'm going to read from the Amplified. And they overcame, conquered by the means of the blood of the Lamb and by the utterance of their testimony, for they did not love and cling to life even when faced with death holding their lives cheap till the end they had died for, for their witnessing. In other words, we overcome, we're conquerors, and we need to speak it forth. Amen. Amen. Now, go back. we're still in the New Testament. I want to go all the way back to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 11 this time. That's Luke chapter 11. I hear all those pages rustling. They're only mine. Some of you got the computers, just hit it, and there you're there. Luke chapter 11. Look at verse 28. That's Luke 11, 28. Again from the Amplified. But he said, blessed, happy to be envied. Rather are those that hear the word of God and obey and practice it. Amen. Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. That's you and I. We're blessed if we keep the word. Yes, Don't let it slip. Hallelujah. And let's go all the way back to the Old Testament once again and find the book of Isaiah just this time. That's Isaiah chapter 54. It's Isaiah chapter 54. Glory to God. In Isaiah chapter 54, look at verse 17. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against thee in judgment shall be condemned. This is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord, and the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. From the Amplified, it reads, verse 17, But no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against you in judgment shall show to be in, in the wrong. This peace, righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the, the inheritance of the servants of God 
those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced. This is the righteousness of or the vindication which they obtain from me. This is what which I impart to them as justi their justification, says the Lord. Wow. No weapons that are formed against you. Some of you need some of us need to be dancing, I'll tell you what. Okay. Go back to uh, the New Testament. We'll look at it, another one in the New Testament. All the way back to the book of Philippians. In the book of Philippians, chapter 4. Some of these, thi some of these things we, we, uh, we read, but we don't get a hold of them. We read, but we don't understand. Let's see if you understand this one. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can almost do all things through Christ. Some of you are shaking your head. Let's try it again. I sometimes can do all things through Christ. Nope, that's not it either. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But we don't, we do the first two better than we do the third, as I read. Sometimes, partial. No, this was said all the time. We need to realize that. It's all the time that the Lord has uh, helped us out or is on our side. Uh, 2 Timothy this time, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Again, this is something that we, we've read and it might be highlighted in your Bible. That's 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear. That sounds good. Then we, we neglect the rest of it. Power, love, and a sound mind. We let the enemy trounce all over our mind. There's, there's warfare in your mind. There's, it's a battlefield, and we need to follow through on what God says. He's given us power to defeat the enemy. Glory to God. We have a sound mind. Love conquers all. Why do you, why do you say that? Because God is love. He conquers all. So we have love. It, it conquers all. We have a sound mind. So, all that we just read, these, these verses, all indicate that you are peculiar, you're distinctive, you're exclusive, you're unique, you're special to God. You're privileged. I mean, um, you know, being privileged means you're you're selected out you know what some people they, they the airlines have a uh, a program you know you can be a, a you know, ambassador and they got you know they find oh so and so well come with me you can sit in the, in the ambassador's lounge you know you don't have to be out there with the recipe they got these easy chairs and you know all these other things you're privileged okay then how many know that? Uh, where did we see that? I'm trying to think. Flying on an airplane, 
you know, there's, there's, a, there's a big change. You know, if, if you're in the first class, I mean, you got, nobody's, you're not like this, you know, sitting between two, two people, you know, you're trying to, excuse me, no. You got a chair that, that's like an easy chair at home, and they ask you, oh, Miss Laurel, what would you like? Steak or lobster? You know, they ask you what you want, and you get, you're privileged, okay? But if you're in, back there, you know, you don't get these, you're like, like this, and they come by and says, uh, what would you like? Uh, chicken sandwich or, or tuna sandwich, right? And then you know that they're privileged because they go up there and they close the curtains. You are not even allowed to see what the privileged people have because you're sitting further back. We're privileged. We need to be sitting in the front getting all the goodies. That's what God says that we have, okay? All right. You're, you're peculiar. All right, glory to God. You're distinctive. You've got exclusive rights. Okay, um, by what name are you associated with? It's your choice. Are you willing to stand up and be called a Christian in an adverse culture? That means you need to speak and confess and take a stand. How shall we live? Daniel and three Hebrew children had to decide whether to obey King Nebuchadnezzar and live like him or follow God's perfect plan. Will you or will we adopt to the world's immorality and reject God's principles? Once again, we must fight the temptation of compromising our Christian convictions. Amen? Triumph. The Babylonians changed the young men's home, their names, and their education. But they could not change their heart. We need to have a heart for God. No matter what the cost, they never gave in to the voices of, it's okay. Everybody's doing it. No one will ever know. When in Rome, do like the Romans. <laughs> if it feels good, just do it. You know, those are deceitful lies. They only lead to greater compromise and disobedience. And a future failure. Compromise is going to get a future failure that end up ends up with Miserable consequences. Uh, what you sow is what you're going to reap. Samson and King David both fell into the trap of deception. And both paid a terrible price for it. For, they had to sow it. 
When your heart truly belongs to God, you can be at any location. Well, hello. You can be at any location and any situation and still do the right thing. Joseph and Daniel and three Hebrew children are proof of God's covenant blessings. They stood true. true. Covenant blessings are ours. Glory to God. We need to jump up and down. Okay. Uh, since we're in the New Testament, go all the way back to 1 John. 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. Look at this. Again, it's something that's highlighted. 1 John chapter 5. Looking at verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. We overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Our faith will bring us the victory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Stand tall. Now, there needs to be an application for all that we spoke of. Just like uh, Daniel made the commitment in chapter 1, verse 8. He said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to follow through on what God's. So we need to commit with God. Let people know that you're a Christian, that you are peculiar. Not strange, but peculiar for God, okay? Second thing we need to do is spend time each day in the Word and in prayer. We learn, if you read further on, that Daniel prayed three times a day. I don't know how many times you pray a day. I'm not going to answer that one myself. Okay? It's very important that we keep a open lines of communication with God. I mean, the more you talk to him, the greater your information and, and ability to do God's uh, work is. Amen? Um, either the Bible will keep you from sin, either the Bible will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from the Bible. Which one do you want? That's a good nugget if you wanted. Memorize key verses that deal with temptation. Let's go to, here's a good one. Uh, not saying that we're dealing with temptation, but it's a good one to look at. Psalms 119. Psalms 119. In Psalms 119, look what verse 11 tells us to do. This is a good one if... if uh, for anything, I think this is a good one. Psalms 119, looking at verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Glory to God. So we need, that should be a highlight in our, in our lives, okay? Okay. Commit, your, commit, commit to God. Spend time in prayer. Keep the word before us. Then we need to do this one. Ecclesiastics. Go back to the book of Ecclesiastics. It's right over. Psalms, Proverbs. Ecclesiastics chapter 4. We need to develop... A bond of accountability. A bond of accountability. Look at verse uh, 9. Two are better than one because they have good reward for their labor. 
Verse 10, for if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falls, for he hath not another to help him. So that means you need to be walking together with another Christian. Because if you fall or if they fall, you can help them up. Amen? Going back to the book of Proverbs, chapter 3. We've seen this one. We've read this numerous times. Proverbs 3, looking at verse 4, and, uh, pardon me, 5 and 6. That's Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean, on, lean not unto thine own understanding. In all his ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Glory to God. Dare to be a Daniel. Dare to be a Joseph. Be peculiar. Be distinctive. Be exclusive. Be unique. Be special. You are privileged. Dare to stand. Stand if you, even if you have to stand alone. Be peculiar. And let's return to the book of Daniel just a moment for the last scripture. That's Daniel right again after the book of Ezekiel. Come on. Daniel chapter 11 this time. Looking at Daniel chapter 11. It's like swimming. Daniel chapter 11. We want to look at verse 32, the latter part of verse 32. You can say the second uh, part. Daniel 11, 32b. But the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Be strong and do exploits because you are unique. You're peculiar. You're special. You're privileged. We need to go out. God is with us. And defeat the enemy. Because you are peculiar unto God. Amen. Amen. Glory. Anybody need prayer this morning? Boy, I'm getting good. Let's all stand. Oh, no, no, we can't stand. <laughs>